We are so happy you're joining us on our Brentwood Church podcast. To find out more about Brentwood, go to brentwoodchurch.org. During this episode, we hear a great message that we pray will lead you to a new and deeper level with Jesus Christ. So open up your Bible or Bible app and grab a notebook or simply listen along. On, keep it going for the Lord just real quick. Just come on. Amen. Good morning, Brentwood. Good morning. Good morning. It's good to be with you guys. Again, my name is PJ Preston, and I am uh, the pastor of the Hope Company. I know we have some Hope Company people in the house. Come on, make some noise. All right, all right. We got a few. All right. Thank you guys so much for coming out to support uh, your pastor. And uh, we are so excited to be with you guys today. Um, let me say honor uh, to Pastor Dupin and the leadership and staff here, his wife and everybody. Man, we, we honor them and we're, we're so blessed and so thankful uh, to be able to uh, be with you all today. Now, a couple of things I need to get out of the way uh, as I begin to teach. Uh, first thing is um, I played a little football. Okay, uh, I played at Virginia Tech some years ago. Come on, Hokies. Searching the house. Okay, searching the house. All right. And so um, uh, w- with that being said, I-, I tell people this all the time when I, when I go to preach. Now, um, when we played football, we, we would go out and play. And, and sometimes I was blessed to play in front of 65, 70,000, 70,000 people. Right. And um, uh, we-, we would play the game whether the crowd was there or not. But it sure does help when you got about 65,000 cheering you on. What are you saying, Pastor? I was going to preach this message anyway, whether you're here or not. I mean, I'm glad you're here, right? But it sure would help if all of y'all would just kind of help me along in this thing. Amen? Okay. All right. All right. All right. All right. And so um, I'm glad to be with you guys today. Uh, what I want to do too is uh, as we, again, we're in this parenting series, I want to uh, kind of introduce my family just real quick. I have a picture uh, of my family. If you guys would uh, throw that up there. Uh, that's a picture of my family. Um, that's my wife, uh, Pam. We've been married 20 years. Um, that's my, my daughter, Katia. Uh, she's here with us today. Both of them are here uh, with us today. And, and I'm showing that picture uh, for a couple of reasons. My son is not here today right now. He's, he's leading worship somewhere. Uh, but that's him dressed all sharp, right? Looking good like his daddy. Come on. Oh, okay. Oh, well. But, but, but that's him, and, and um, as, as we get ready to talk about uh, parenting and talk about um, what the Lord has laid on my heart, uh, I want you guys to see that picture uh, of my family because I want you guys to know uh, I am in the midst of this, uh, what I'm about to uh, talk with you guys about. And so um, as we get into it, let's, let, let's pray uh, before we start. God, thank you so much for the opportunity to share this word. We just pray, God, that you would speak clearly. Speak to somebody's heart today. Somebody needs this today. Help us not to harden our heart to your word. We love you so much. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody say amen. Amen. Proverbs 22, 6 says this. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Train up a child in the way he should go. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, a couple things. Uh, some people say that this is a proverb and not a promise. 
I disagree. I believe that everything in God's word is a promise to us, right? All the promises of God, the scripture says, are yes and amen. Amen. And I believe that this is a promise to us. It says this, that you train them up, uh, train up a child in the ways you go. Now, now look, 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 go back. It says train up. Come on, that'll preach in itself right there. Huh? Come on, come on. Train up. Y'all stay with me, not down. Y'all ought to be getting better, right? So train up, it says, in the way he should go. Now, that's twofold. Number one, in the way that they are bent. When um, your child is growing up, you, you look at their gifts, their talents, their skills, and ability, and you, you push them in that direction. Because sometimes if you're like me, uh, sometimes growing up, you maybe not, you're not sure of what, you know, man, where am I going? What am I doing? So our responsibility as parents is to push our kids in that direction as we see their gifts, talents, skills, and ability. But also I think it means that we train them up in the ways of the Lord. All right? Because the gifts, the talents, the skills, and the ability don't mean nothing if I'm not doing it for the Lord, if I'm not giving him glory. So it says, train up a child in the way he should go. When he is old, he will not depart from it. Now, second scripture. Uh, that was an Old Testament scripture. New Testament, Luke chapter 15, verse 13. It says, not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. Now, you look at those two, they kind of contrast each other, right? The one scripture says, you train him up in the ways you go, he won't depart from it. The second scripture says, "And hey, this guy took his stuff like, I'm out of here. <laughs> Amen, right? And it kind of contrasts with you like, what in the world is going on, right? And so, uh, I want to speak to you today and from the subject, trust the training. Trust the training. Everybody say, trust the training. Come on, look at the person beside you. Uh, it might be uncomfortable before you say, trust the training. Uh, find a, look at the person on the other side of you. Uh, look at me now, I say, trust the training. Okay, it might be uncomfortable, it's all right. Hey, the only reason to do that, get, trying to get it, get it to soak into your, to your heart just real quick. And now, now, again, I know this is a parenting series, and I know some people in here, you are parents. Some people in here, you are not parents, uh, but you will be. Uh, some people here, in here, you just, man, I'm just a teenager. I'm just trying to, I'm just sitting here. This is good stuff for you. Do not check out on me. Come on, somebody, right? I need you to stay here in this. Uh, because we have some good information. We need to, it's leadership stuff, all right? Uh, what God is going to share today, it is leadership stuff. So we're going to Luke chapter 15 and kind of give you a, a quick background on Luke chapter 15. Um, Jesus is kind of ter- telling these parables uh, about the lost sheep. These, the sheep was lost and he says, you know, who wouldn't go after uh, the lost sheep? He talks about the 99 and going after the one. It says, you know, the heaven rejoice. Heaven rejoices when that one is found, Right? Then he talks about the lost coin, uh, how the lady lost the coin and she recovered the coin and she was excited because the coin was valuable. Then he tells a story about the lost son. We call it the prodigal son. And as we get into it, I want to share with you guys two things. I believe as parents and in parenting, there are two seasons of, of parenting. One, there's a season of training and then there's a season of release. That's what I want to talk to you about uh, today just for a few minutes. 
So as we open up Luke chapter 15, verse 11, and he said, there was a man who had two sons. And the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me. Can I stop right there? Huh? <laughs> Anybody ever been there, right? Huh? Come on, parents. Huh? Come on, parents. Don't leave me up here by myself. Huh? Father, give me. Huh? Who are you talking to? See, that would have been my response. I would have cut him off. Okay. Father, give me the share of property that is coming to me. And he divided his property between them. Now, let me talk to you real quick about a season of training. See, as I look at this scripture, I think this scripture says more beneath the surface than it does on the surface. Because this guy, he's asking his father to give him an inheritance that's owed to him. As I look deeper into that scripture, that shows me that this father, somewhere along the way, has done some training. Why would you say that, Pastor? Because in the law, the law says that the father would give an inheritance to his kids. And the older son would get a double portion, and then the rest of it was divided amongst the rest of the kids. So this guy knew that he had something coming to him. And I believe the only way he knew is because his father spent some time with him, training him in the law. So he knew the law, right? So there was some time uh, spent together. And as we talk about um, season of training, uh, let me get you guys to understand this. And, and again, I, I mentioned that I played football and, and, and uh, just from a, a earthly realm and, and practicing football, we spent more time training than we actually did playing the game. Come on, somebody. Huh? I even sometimes I have flashback of those days and like, ooh, huh? You know, because we would, we would lift weights, man. And in the summer, we would run. It would be like 95 degrees. We're out there running miles. And look at me. I'm too big to be running miles. Come on, somebody. We'd lift weights. We'd run. We'd watch film. We'd lift weights. Huh? We'd run again. We'd lift weights. Did I say we lifted weights? We lifted weights. A lot of weights. Did I say we lifted weights? A lot of weights. And we spend more time training than actually than we did playing in the game. So I say that to you, uh, listen, take advantage of the time of training. That's right. Because the time of training is important. Oh, let me speak to somebody real quick while the Lord has put it in my heart. Uh, somebody, you, you are in a time of training. Can I just get off of the parent thing real quick? You are in a time of training, and God is molding you and shaping you right now. But you're trying to, man, God, you're trying to be famous Right? And God is like, man, don't despise the training that I have you in right now. I'm doing something in your life right now. Let me do what I'm doing. All right? And, and, and so let me, let, me, let me jump back to it. And so um, here it is. Uh, we're talking about the, the, the season of training. I believe this father, he did some serious training. And, and let me show you uh, um, a few things that I talk about as we talk about this season of training. Um, the, the first thing is this. In your season of training, there has to be conversations. 
As I'm a parent and I'm training up my child, there has to be conversations. We have to have times where we are sitting down, where we are talking. Listen, I don't claim to be the best parent in the world. I've made a whole lot of mistakes, and I often have to go to my kids and apologize. Come on, somebody. Don't be too big enough to apologize to your kids. Okay, y'all don't want huh? So conversations, we had a lot of conversations, conversations back and forth. We try to conversate about everything, right? Uh, when, I, when something goes on, maybe we're watching the news and something happens. We try to talk about it and try to talk with them and share with them, hey, this is what God says about this. And then, look, look, look if something happened at the school, you best know we're talking about it, right? Huh? And most of the time, the conversation is, you bet not. <laughs> Just kidding. We have conversations. Right? And it's so important to have conversations, not only, again, as we're talking about uh, biblical things. I want to know from my kids, what's going on in the culture, man? What y'all, I mean, what are y'all doing? I mean, what are Snapchat streaks? I mean, help me understand that, you know, because, you know, I'm just trying to figure this thing out, right? Uh, because a lot of us, uh, we're talking two different, two different languages, right? Our parents, we, we're here, uh, and our kids, we're here. Our, 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 our kids, they're, they're, they're cell phone, and, and we rotary dial. Come on, somebody. Come on, come on. Uh, y'all don't leave me up here by myself. Some of y'all remember that rotary dial. Don't y'all remember that rotary dial? Hey, 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 hey. You remember the rotary dial where you would accidentally dial the wrong number? Like, oh, you had to hang up and start all over again? Ooh, y'all. Anyway, conversations. I mean, I want to know what's going on in the culture. Um, please tell me, who is Cardi B and why is she dripping in finesse? Come on, somebody, right? <laughs> Ask your kids when you get home. Because <laughs> y'all like, what? Huh? Who? Ask your kids when you get home. Conversations. Next thing, confrontations. Let me slow down right here. Because confrontations are a must. I didn't say arguments. Help me, right? See, a lot of times what we have are arguments instead of proper confrontation. See, when my kids don't do what I think they should do, we're going to have a confrontation. Amen? We're going to sit down and we're going to talk about this. And you're going to have to look me in the eye and tell me why you did what you did, right? And I'm going to try to help you change your behavior along the way right? And that behavior sometimes to change your behavior, it may come with some discipline. <sighs> hey, parents, you can't be afraid to con- have a confrontation with your kids, right? I didn't say argument, confrontation. To be able to talk things out because, see, that will help them in the long run because confrontations will happen for the rest of your life. Somebody give me an amen. amen. And you got to know how to properly handle the confrontations, right? So confrontations, you need to uh, confront certain things uh, that happen. It it does no good to look the other way. And a lot of times we try to ignore it and act like it didn't happen and it'll get better. No, it won't get better. It'll probably get worse if you don't say anything. Come on, somebody, right? Confrontations. Parents, look at me. Don't be afraid of your kids. You the grown-up. 
That's better than y'all think. <laughs> Don't be afraid of your kids. Huh? God has is, God is allowed you to be their parent for a reason, and you need to parent them. And don't be afraid to have the confrontation, to speak into their lives, to say the things that need to be said. Conversations, confrontations, and then the last thing is clarification. Now watch this. Where there is no clear expectation, there's frustration. Yeah, that was good. I'm going to say it again. Where there is no clear expectation, there is frustration. Huh? Give, give an example. Uh, here it is. Um, if I go to my kid's room and I want them to clean the room and I, and I open that door and I see and I smell. Come on, somebody. Y'all help me. Anybody? Right? Huh? It's not enough for me to go and say, you need to clean your room. No. When I go in there, I need to say, I need you to clean your room now. No, I'll get it in a minute. No, continue to play Fortnite. Come on, somebody. Now. The curfew is 11 o'clock. I'm expecting you to be here at 11. Amen? Amen. 11.01, we got issues. Oh, it's going too far, Pastor. No, it's not. I set the expectation. I'm expecting you to live up to it. Now, there are situations where, you, you know, you see you running late, you give me a call. Okay, I'll let that slide. Clear expectation. The expectation is A's and B's. You walk up in here with a C, we're going to have the confrontation. What are you saying, Pastor? Clear expectations. See, a lot of times our kids will live up to the expectations we put on them. And can I just say to somebody right now, maybe your frustration with your kids right now is you haven't been clear. Hmm? Woo! Come on, Pastor, you're telling me something. Huh? Can I tell you how I know? Because I've been there. <laughs> I've done it. Huh? Sometimes I kill me being wishy-washy because <laughs> I'm not so clear on things. And I go back and I think, man, I wasn't clear on that. I need to. Yeah. Yeah. Clear expectations. Clarify. Yes. And then don't bother you to go back and say, just to be clear, <laughs> I ask you to clean your room <laughs> now. Huh? Yeah, when you walk out the door, you, you told them the first time you walked back. Just to be clear. Amen? So there's a season of training. And so this father has spent some time, I believe he spent some time with his kids. There, were, there was this season, season of training. And then we go to a season of release. It says this in verse 13, it says, uh, not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and he took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in reckless living. Right? So, so what I love about that scripture right there is the younger son, he took, he took what he had that the father gave him and he went into a faraway country and he squandered everything, right? And, and what I love as I read that scripture, I love what I don't see in it. 
And that is, I don't see the father trying to chase him down. See, because I believe there's a time and there's a season of training and then there's a season of release. Come on, somebody, right? There's a season where you have to let them go. Come on, that's going to speak to somebody real quick. Y'all look at me, parents. There's a time where you are going to have to let them go. There's a season of release where you take your hands off of it. Let me show you what I'm talking about. Trevor, you want to help me out again? Y'all give it up for Trevor. He's coming to help me. So this guy, he seemingly goes against the training. Anybody ever been there in your life, right? Huh? Come on, right? Let, let me talk about me, right? So you won't incriminate yourself. Can I talk about me? I know that there were things where, um, that I did in my life that I was absolutely, I was not trained to do. Huh? My mom and daddy didn't teach me that. Come on, somebody. Right? I did some things in my life. Y'all look at me. Look at my eyes. So I won't have to tell the whole story. That mom and daddy didn't teach me. <laughs> Amen? And listen, let me talk to you parents real quick because there may be a parent sitting in here right now. You are in the midst of this. Your child is right now doing something and they are far away from God. They've gone to the far country and, and uh, they are doing things that you did not teach them. They, are, they seemingly forgot about the little Sunday school stories, man. Uh, they've seemingly forgot about the hymns that maybe they learned when they were, and they are far away from what you've taught them to do. Can I tell you, I believe there's a time in our life where we have to release and trust God. So here is that season of release. Now, I talked to you, I told you that we spend more time, when I was at Virginia Tech, we spent more time training than we did, you know, playing the game. But what use is there of training if you never play the game? Huh? What would all that practice be if we never played a game? What are you saying, Pastor? We have to let our kids live the life that God has called for them to live. We have to let them go and be everything that God has called for them to be. And that requires for us to, number one, for them to be untethered. Everybody say untethered. What are you saying, Pastor? Oh, this is where it gets good, Untethered. This, see, because this is, as parents, this is what we do. Huh? Bless you, whoever that was. This is what we do, right? Instead of letting them go. Come on, y'all. We lock them in. We're like, uh-uh, you ain't going nowhere. Huh? I raised you, uh, I had you, you ain't going nowhere, right? And this is what we do. We say we letting them go, but we holding on to them, right? We got the tether on them. Come on, somebody, right? Huh? Trevor, told, he told me earlier, 23? Oh, come on. 23, we got to let them go? Come on, parents. Huh? Look. I, I even believe this. As they start to hit those teenage years, we got to start loosening the grip. Yeah. What are you talking about, Pastor? 
Huh? We got to let them live out all that God has for them. But this is what we try to do, right? So, so Trevor walked that way. Trevor. So, so if Trevor going that way, huh? So two things going to happen. Uh, if he keeps going, I'm going to either go with him. Huh? Huh? Can you imagine me being Trevor's father and Trevor's going out on a date and I'm riding in the back seat? Huh? Two things going to happen. Either I'm going to go follow him or I'm going to pull him right back. How many of us are guilty of not really letting go? Huh? Can I encourage you today, parents? You got you to gotta let loose of the tether. You got to cut the cord. Huh? You need some surgical scissors. Come on, y'all go. Y'all see where I'm going? And cut the cord. Let him go. He will not live out all God has for him if I'm holding on to him. If I won't let him go. So he has to be, he has to be untethered, untethered. And when I let him go, I have to trust the training. (laughs) How many of y'all want to see Trevor on this? Huh? That'd be awesome, huh? Huh? Be a good photo op for the people. So watch this. So you can get the picture. And some of you parents can relate to that. You remember trying to teach your kids how to ride a bike? Huh? You started off and, you know, they had the training wheels, right? And you're like, oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You're holding on, right? Then eventually the training wheels come off, right? And you're so nervous. And you got them all padded up. (laughs) But you're holding on to the seat. You're like, go, pedal, 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 go. Right? But you're holding on to the seat. Oh, you're doing such a good job. Pedal. And then one day, right? Maybe they got their balance. You have to let go a little bit. But But then one day this happens. They grow up. Come on, Trevor. Get on on that. Trevor is 23. Now, have you ever in your life, come on, seen a parent? Come on, Trevor, ride that thing. Go, Trevor. But don't we do that? seen that happen? You're like, I haven't seen it. But, but, but don't we do it like we're running the sideline, trying to hold on to him. Don't want to let y'all give it up for Trevor. Right. We don't want to let him go because we don't want him to crash. I speak for me. If it wasn't for the crash, I wouldn't have learned how to ride the bike. Huh? Because the next time, I learn to balance myself a little bit better. 
Which brings me to my last thing, a testimony. Right? When you release them, God gives them a testimony. See, this son, he took all that he had and he squandered it on the turn up, partying. He goes to the pig pen and he's desiring to eat the pig's food. He lost everything. Now, let me say this to you. I don't want my kids to go through some of the things. I, and I don't want my kids to make some of the decisions that I made. Amen? But I do know this. If God wouldn't allow me to go to the pig pen, huh, I wouldn't be a pastor today. Huh? See, and some of us, we don't want our kids to go to the pig pen. And we're protecting them from going to the pig pen. And a lot of times, can I just get, be real with y'all? A lot of times we're protecting them from the pig pen because our name is on it. We don't want our name to look bad. Huh? But can I tell you something? If it wasn't for God allowing me to run to the end of myself and allowing me to go to the pig pen of life, I wouldn't be where I am today. See, let me tell you a little bit about my story. I had told everybody else. I cussed everybody out. I don't need none of y'all. And God's like, okay, watch this. See, the pig pen is not a nice place, but I believe the pig pen is a place of restoration as well. Amen? Amen? Look at it. Look at it. Got a few more minutes. He says, not many days later, the younger son gathered all he had and took a journey into a far country. And there he squandered his property in the reckless living. And when he had spent everything, a severe famine arose in the country and he began to be in need. Watch this, young people. He began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to one of the citizens of that country who sent him into the fields to feed pigs. And he was longing to be fed with the pods that the pig ate and no one gave him anything. He began to be in any need and no one gave him anything. Let me talk to you young people real quick. Let me talk to you um, young people in, in the house real quick. Stay in the house. What do you mean, pastor? Two things. It means two things. Stay under the covering of your parents. I am 46 years old but I am under the covering of Mildred and Lewis Preston, right? I respond to them by yes, ma'am, and no, ma'am, right? Uh, I respect and I honor my parents, right? And see, you got to stay under the covering of the house. And when we get out of the covering of the house, we will find ourselves in need and in want. Also, stay in the house. Stay under the covering of the church. Stay in the house. Stay in the house. Don't get out of the covering of the church. Stay in the church. Man, the church is the best thing smoking. Huh? Find yourself in a place. Man, you guys are planted in a good place. Stay in that place and stay under that covering. Don't be like, I don't need them people over there. They ain't, doing nothing. They ain't about nothing. No. Y'all know how we do, right? Huh? They ain't, they, ain't, they ain't nothing but a bunch of hypocrites. We all are. Okay, I didn't mean to make the stink face. Here he is in the pig pen, but he says he came to himself. Oh, that's great. 
the training kicked in. Y'all see that? The training kicked in, and he says this, how many of my father's hired servants have more than enough bread, but I perish here with hunger? I will arise and go to my father. I'm going to get up, and I'm going to go home. I know better than this. Uh, come on, can I speak to somebody? Your kid is out there. It'll kick in. Uh, he says, and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Treat me as one of your hired servants. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion and ran and embraced him and kissed him. This is what I love about this story, right? I believe uh, this is, uh, as we get ready to, to wrap this thing up, this, this is what I believe about the father, right? Uh, uh, the father knew his son was away from him, but the father trusted the training. The father trusted what God had deposited in his son, even though it didn't look like it right at the moment. And I believe from the day that that son walked away from the house, that the father did two things. And one of them was, was pray and go to the porch. Come on, somebody. I believe that he prayed and he went to the porch. I believe every single day the father prayed and he went to the porch, right? Looking for his son to come home. He prayed. And he went to the porch because I believe the porch was a place of faith, right? Faith without works is dead, right? And so there's a place of faith. The porch is where I watched him walk away, but this same porch is the place where I'm going to watch him walk back into my life, right? Come on, somebody. I don't know where you are right now, where you are in your relationship with your kids, but I'm telling you to pray and keep going to the porch. Trust God by faith. Trust the training that you've deposited in them. Keep praying and going to the porch. And when the father, one day he prayed and he went to the porch, he looked out and was like, I see a silhouette. Oh, is that? It looks like it's walk. Uh, Say, that's my boy. That's my boy. And the scripture says that the father (laughs) Y'all watch out. The scripture says that the father, this is how I see it. The father, he jumps off the porch and he takes off. Y'all like, what is he doing? Pray I get back up here. Okay. (laughs) He made a beeline for his boy. And this is what I know. Watch this. He didn't try to clean him up. He didn't try to fix him up. He just ran to him. And he loved him right where he was. My word for you today, for somebody here today, is love them right where they are. Huh? Through all the filth. Through all the mess, love them right where they are. See, that's when we're showing the love of God. When we can love people right where, when they smell like pig. And they've been waddling in the mud. 
love them right where they are. Amen. Two things I need you guys to catch as I close. Number one, there's going to be a training season. Some of you, you're in that season right now. Never neglect the opportunity to train. Always look for opportunities to train, to teach, to pour into. Never neglect the opportunity to change. Number two, some of you are in there, that season of release. Loosen your grip, trust the training. Loosen your grip, trust the training. But also look for opportunities along the way to continue to pour into. My son is 18, he's graduating. I got to let him go. Huh? I can't be hanging out with him at the dorm. Or can I? No, I'm just <laughs> but I'm still looking for opportunities to train him. And when it's all said and done, I believe this is what Jesus did. You think about Jesus and his disciples. Three and a half years, he trained those boys. Amen? He poured into them, man. He poured into them. He poured into them, and they didn't really get it. They didn't really get it. He even told Peter, said, Peter, man, you're going to deny me. He says, man, but when you come back, let me paraphrase. When you come back, you're going to be all right. <laughs> he trained them. And then one day he released them. Huh? Go to the book of Acts, chapter 1. Jesus gathered them together in a huddle after he had showed himself after the resurrection and he says, hey guys, I'm about to leave here. But I need you guys to wait for the Holy Spirit. And when the Holy Spirit comes, you're going to be witnesses in Judea, Samaria, in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, and the uttermost parts of the world. You're going to change the world. Huh? Y'all talking about world changers? In order for our kids to change the world, we have to release them into all that God has for them. They can't be all that God has for them if we keep them tethered. If we still holding on to the bike, amen? Let's pray. God, we thank you so much for your word. Thank you for speaking to our hearts. And God, I pray a blessing over those who are under the sound of my voice. They're in different seasons right now. Somebody's in a season of, of training. I pray that they would take advantage of every opportunity they have to train their children. God, I pray for those who are in a season of release. And that's, that's hard. It's hard to release and let them go. But I pray, God, that we would loosen our grip and trust the training, trust who you are, God, and trust your work in their lives, knowing that you're giving them a testimony and that we're overcomers by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of our testimony. God, I pray for somebody here today. They say, I'm not in either one of these categories. I pray for the child who today is far away from their parents. I pray you bless them, help them to restore that relationship. God, I pray most of all that we'd see a picture of you as that father that runs to us 
that loves us right where we are. Thank you that somebody's experiencing that love today. We love you, God. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. so much for listening today. We believe that everyone has a next step towards Jesus and we'd love to help you take yours. Email us at hello at brentwoodchurch.org or visit our website brentwoodchurch.org slash next steps. Until next time, go change the world.